Welcome to the OnClick podcast. I'm Chloe Brondrick and today I'm speaking to Omi Sido, Senior Technical SEO at Canon Europe. Hi Omi. How you doing guys? Um, Thanks thank for you. having me today here. Just looking to um, mine your technical knowledge on SEO today. So you wanted to speak about technical SEO. So I'll start with the obvious question. Yeah, this what is what I do every single day. <laughs> to you, what is technical SEO? Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, this is a very good question actually. Let me start um, with the, my broad understanding of what uh, technical SEO is. So if I may say the internet as we know it is a technical platform and they yeah. are, how to say, correct and incorrect ways, you know, from an SEO point of view of building a website. Yeah. With that in mind, all the content, all the, all the good content that people produce in the world won't help them rank well if their website has structural or technical issues. Sure, yeah. In, in, in essence, um, technical SEO is about making sure your website is fit for purpose. And, and, and to add to this, there, there is this fundamental truth that uh, and while content may be the king, the technical setup of a website is the throne upon which the king sits. That's a really good way of putting it, yeah. Uh, actually, last year at the conference, I said something very similar where I said, if um, if content is the king, every king needs a castle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so if content is the king, then technical SEO is definitely the castle, you know. And as we can as you can imagine, uh, every castle, every house needs a solid foundation. Yeah. So. To summarize, because, you know, um, uh, currently I'm the technical SEO lead for Canon. So to summarize the, the technical SEO role, you know, and what technical SEO is, uh, I need to, um, add, uh, in a way, every technical SEO in the world, every website owner, everybody who wants to do business online has to answer some questions like, can search engines, you know, can Google, I'm going to talk, today I'm going to talk only about Google. Can yeah, sure. Google, the, the bot, can actually find your pages? Uh-huh. Can the Google bot index your pages? Or in other words, can the Google bot render your pages? I'm talking about uh, page speed, uh, JavaScript, but uh, it's not only about the rendering process, it's only about understanding your content on the page, you know, and this is all uh, to do with accessibility, structure data, and this is all technical SEO. So in a way, to answer your question directly, what technical SEO is, technical SEO is all the branches of SEO, all the topics, you know, that are to do with site structure, and people who know me know that I know, I love talking about site structure, page speed, structured data, mobile, I would say indexation, I would say crawling, content optimization being a way 
not optimize. I'm not talking the actual optimize the actual content, but thin content on pages is a technical issue first, and then it becomes content SEO issues. Quite a lot, I know, and it's quite overwhelming. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, actually, because you've spoken about um, the constant battle between technical and content. Um, so what what would be your answer to that, or what would be your take on that? Well, <laughs> a lot of people asking me, because, you know, I'm a technical SEO, or at least historically I've been doing technical SEO jobs for a lot of big companies like Canon, Daily Mail, Hostel World, name it. And a lot of people asking me, basically, uh, what do, uh, do I think that content, uh, technical SEO is more important than content SEO? And then a lot of people are actually ca calling content SEO content marketing, yeah. which I don't really understand, to be honest with you. I can't really agree with this uh, description of content SEO. But for the purposes of today, you know, let me give you an example. <laughs> you know, okay. If you come to, uh, to an interview and I'm in the room, right? And you tell me that you're content SEO, you're definitely not, not going to get the job. Okay. If you tell me that you're technical SEO, <laughs> and I know it's a bit funny, you're definitely not going to get the job. Because even though uh, 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 people know me as technical SEO, in my mind, there's only one thing called SEO. Yeah. A well-optimized site, uh, I mean, and I'm talking about uh, structure and uh, technical, the technical aspect, yeah. you know, without good content counts for nothing. Good content that sits on a website that's not uh, optimized well from a technical point of view counts for nothing. And, and let me actually give you an example. You know, I, I love giving examples, you know, yeah. you know, people understand uh, better examples than, uh, you know, dry theory. Last year, last year, a company asked me to do a technical audit of their website. Basically, they wanted to know why their pages are not ranking well. You know, they were wondering what was going on with their online visibility. After the first technical audit, you know, I realized that there are almost half a million pages. So plenty of content, plenty of good content, right? So imagine half a million pages, but only around 20,000 of them were actually bringing traffic, you know. And, you know, I started uh, analyzing the website and I, I, I found a lot of what we call orphan pages. You know, I found that they actually had, um, they actually had uh, if I'm not mistaken, 150, around 150,000 orphan pages. But only 3,000 of them were actually active pages getting traffic. So straight away, it's quite clear that good content is not enough. You know, they, they basically had a lot of problems with the site structure. They had a lot of problems with orphan pages, but they had an amazing content. The moment we fix the site structure, and I'm not going to go to, into details today because uh, it's a completely different subject. The moment we fix the site structure of this website, they had more than 60% increase in, web, in, in online visibility. I mean... It tells you everything, right? Yeah. To summarize everything, there's only one SEO. You know, nobody should ever divide SEO into content or technical SEO. Of course, when it comes to big companies like Canon or Daily Mail, you know, for example, at Canon, I, I, I'm, I'm in charge of 56 websites. Obviously, 
dealing, I'm dealing with a lot of developers. Obviously, I'm not going to have enough time to do keyword research, so we're going to employ uh, the so-called content SEO. But after I found the problem that uh, actually, after I find issues and stuff, it all down, it comes down to uh, content SEO anyway. So, so I just call myself an SEO. What I was going to ask you is, um, what do you think remains the biggest make or break factor in SEO? But I suppose you've kind of answered that already by saying that everything kind of has to work in, in harmony for a site to be properly op optimized. Um, but would you say that um, there is one key thing that um, people looking to optimize their site should concentrate on first? Well, uh, I normally tell um, people that uh, first thing they have to make sure that their w uh, website is well optimized from a technical point yeah. of view, you know, but saying that, you know, then comes content, right? Yeah. But every business exists for a reason, you know, SEO alone will not fix the online visibility of a website. You should, you should really know your customers first, sure. you know, before even yeah. building a website. Everything comes with the customer first, and then is the website, and then is the keyword research, and then is the inbound, uh, and then is the actual sale. So it's it's basically it's the same as as with traditional marketing before the internet came along, isn't it? Everything does start with um, knowing oh, your yes. customers and knowing your audience. You probably heard me many times saying that SEO should never live in isolation. No. And I see this a lot. I see a lot of uh, blogs out, out there, a lot of uh, the so-called SEO influencers talking about SEO, like SEO is the only thing in digital marketing, yeah. you know, which is so wrong. <laughs> I, I, I've said it many times, SEO should be the heart of every company, but it's not the only thing that's going to make you successful online. Recently, we, we ran a poll on Twitter to ask people what aspects of SEO that they struggled with the most. And we found that link acquisition seemed to be the biggest challenge for most of the people who responded. So from that point of view, what would be your, your tips or advice for the link building aspect of SEO? Historically, I've been working for a lot of big companies, so I've never really been involved in, a, in the link building process, right. you know, in the link building stream. But saying that, Links, are, yes, links are still very important. Google is now deploying the so-called rank brain. Sure. They're basically, uh, I'm, and I'm speculating a little bit here, of course, they're basically applying the same logic as PPC. So in sure. PPC, historically, Google never needed backlinks, you know, to rank uh, an ad for relevance. It's exactly, uh, I see the same trend nowadays in SEO. Google uh, links are still important, yes, but not everywhere. I would literally uh, recommend people study more their potential, potential clients rather than think about links. You know, if, if, uh, if the company, literally company, is active on social media, if they're engaging with their audience, people will link back to them. It's as simple as that. So you would say that link building and social media um, have a, a very close relationship then? 
Yes, social media, talking to your target audience, not just social media, it could be social media, emails, but in general, engaging with your audience. It's a lot more important nowadays than link building. The link going to come, and when they come, they're going to be relevant. Relevant. Yeah, so sure. As everything else in SEO, there's a, a big, and I say, I, I literally say this word so often nowadays, relevancy, you know? It's not just about uh, rank brain. It's not just about uh, uh, targeted audience. It's about everything. If the relevant people don't come to your website, what's the, what's the point? What's the point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring a lot of people to your website, honestly, but if they don't buy from you, yes, in the end don't of the day, yeah. your business is going to struggle. So, so link uh, building for the sake of having links is wrong. Link building for the sake of having relevant links, now we're talking. Of course, of course, Google can penalize websites that just um, generate links for the sake of having links. So, Of course, it's so easy to catch, uh, <laughs> to, to, to be caught, you know. It's so easy, you know. For them to, to see a website suddenly gaining a lot of backlinks that are not relevant, it's, uh, you know, it's the easiest thing to do, you know, penalize you. So we, you talked about um, Google's rank brain there. Um, what, how do you see the further development of that and what um, further impact would that have on SEO from your point of view? Well, as I, may, as I, as I already mentioned, you know, rank brain will literally force us to understand our target audience. You know, everything starts with the, with the end user, you know. A few years ago, everything was on us, you know. Yeah. We were the ACOs. We were bringing the traffic. Whether the traffic was relevant or not, it didn't really matter. Many businesses didn't even understand the importance of having, you know, the right people on your website, you know. Everything, actually the KPIs were busy, <laughs> yeah. you know. Nowadays, it all comes down to relevancy. Why? Because Van Brain is a transition between uh, desktop, mobile, and voice search in the future. Because we can't talk about the future of ACO without talking about voice search, right? A lot of, uh, sure. uh, a lot of the search nowadays is done on actually on those voice de uh, devices, you know. So and, and let's not forget one thing. When it comes to voice search, Alexa, uh, Google Home, whatever they're called, there's only one answer. Only one single sure, yeah. answer. There are no, there are no serves. And normally, normally, this one single answer is the most relevant one. So I would basically advise everybody to start thinking about relevancy now, not tomorrow when it's going to be too late. Because uh, rank rate is a machine learning algorithm. I'm not going to go to, into details what machine learning is, but basically, rank brain is learning from your clients, from your visitors. It's always been their main uh, objectives, you know? They've always wanted to provide the most relevant answer. It's just over the years, <laughs> uh, some uh, SEOs have <laughs> uh, been uh, trying to trick the system. Sure. You know, backlinks is one of those, uh, uh, you know, side doors where you can, you know, in the past you could ask a lot of people to link back to you and then suddenly you're going to be number one in the service, but not necessarily the best answer. Sure. So query. 
and this, 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 you know, this always been a, a big challenge for Google. That's why they introduced the machine learning system. Like we call it Rankbrain. I, I can't really, um, you know, they may call it something else, but something like a Rankbrain is coming in the future. You know, it will be the main uh, ranking factor. I know you've talked about obviously the whole kind of holistic approach to SEO, but if you had to, if you had to name some SEO techniques that you think people are underutilizing, what would you say? Um, a lot of SEOs are coming from marketing background, yeah, right, and not from technical ba ba background like me. You know, saying that, and as I said in the very beginning, the internet is a very technical is a technical platform, you know? So making sure that the, uh, a website is technically sound is number one, it should be number one priority for everybody, right? I see more people struggling with websites built the wrong way than people who, who are struggling because they've got bad content. Nowadays, I see a lot of good content online, to be honest with you. You know, no company will go and produce content that they think is bad, right? Why would you publish content that's not good nowadays? We all know that we need good content, you know. Unfortunately, not many people know that this content needs to, to live in a good place, which is your server and then your website. So it goes back to the point you were making before, isn't it? There's no point in having, you can have the best quality content in the world. If no yes. one can find it, then... There's literally no point, no. <laughs> There's literally no point. What are the, the top technical errors that you see the most? Is it that um, websites that aren't technically optimized before launching into a big yes. content strategy? Yes. So, as I said, I see more websites struggling because of their technical setup rather than their content. The, the top probably will be, let me think, there, there are a lot. I can talk about <laughs> these subjects for hours. But the, the one thing that I, I, I see a lot, you know, on the, uh, online is that a website owner, a technical SEO should never allow Google to index internal search results. Right. So okay. the way we call them doorway pages, you know, and I think there's a, um, uh, last year we were talking about a lot. Uh, I, I say we people were talking online a lot about uh, shopstyle.co.uk. Yeah. Because they literally lost almost 90% of their online visibility. Wow. Only because, so basically they forgot to stop in uh, Google from indexing their search results. Now, the, the thing is, Google is a search engine. Obviously, Google not going to lie. If you search for something, you click on a blue link, and you end up in another search engine. The second most annoying thing I see online when it comes to technical SEO is people going to, you know, obviously they're going to build their websites on a staging environment, on a staging server, and then they're going to take the code and, you know, literally shift it to a, a normal server, right? Right. And they forget to remove the code from the staging server. You know, uh, what I mean by that is last year at Brighton SEO, I said something like, I see a lot of staging environment indexed online. <laughs> now, you know where I'm going to, right? Yeah. So people 
should literally stop Google from indexing their staging environment. You know, this is literally madness. You know, you've got a live website and you've got a staging environment with exactly the web, same website yeah. indexed by Google. Okay, they do that. They put the no index and all these stuff. But then they transfer the web, you know, the code to the live website and they forget to remove the no index part, you know. And I think, uh, let me give you another example, actually. Reference.com in the last three, uh, two or three years literally lost almost 100% of their online visibility. Why? Because if you go to their pages, you know, you're going to see in the code content no index. Of course, Google not going to index because they're literally telling Google, don't, do not index our content. That's why this website, <laughs> I'll repeat the name, reference.com, famous website, lost their on, uh, almost 100% of their online visibility in the last two, three years. On top of that, because I actually looked at this website last year, basically I was trying to build a case for the importance of SEO and all. If you go to their robot text file, you know, mm-hmm. you actually see that they're doing no index there. The no index thing, uh, I normally see with, uh, a lot with my American clients, and suddenly I started to see it a lot in England, you know, in Britain. My advice, please do not do that. You know, don't do that. Even Google had a, an article advising people not to do it. Because basically what history.co.uk did last year, they migrated their website, good, but they, they forgot to redirect the old pages to the new pages, right? A schoolboy error. Really? Not just that, but in many cases, they're using 302 instead of 301, you know. Right. I really don't know what their technical SEO lead is doing, and I really want to know his name, because <laughs> literally in the last four or five months, they lost almost 80% of their online visibility. And the technical issue, I do, just, I do this a lot, you know. I'll go online and I'll study the search. And when I see a big, especially a big famous website going down, I'll try and understand why, you know. Because we learn from other people's mistakes, but yeah. also the algorithm is constantly changing. The Google algorithm is constantly changing, you know. So what um, uh, is affecting their website may not be affecting my website now, but maybe yeah. it may affect me tomorrow. It's not just how, to know how rank brain is uh, ranking pages because it's very important, you know, but also to understand how the algorithm is changing, you know, because I don't know, probably you've seen me saying online that Google doesn't, uh, no algorithm is the same for every, for every website, you know, right. the way the algorithm is uh, seeing my website may not be the way the algorithm is seeing your website. And I suppose it depends on sector and industry as well. Yes, definitely. Industries and even set of keywords, you know, the, the, the algorithm will act differently. It's a machine learning system in the end of the day. You know, if your customers like long articles, the algorithm will say, okay, long articles are the best for this industry. If your customers prefer short form articles, the algorithm will say, yeah, short form articles are the future for this industry. Thanks for listening to the OnClick podcast. 
Join us next time for the second half of my interview with Omi. This time we'll cover rank brain, SEO tools, meta descriptions, and machine learning.